Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious for sharing tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, and that is pets. Animals, really. All animals. All animals. Specifically, did you know that owning a pet or even just interacting with animals can have a positive effect on your health? And not to mention, it's very good for them, too. So it's definitely a win-win situation. All right. So we look forward to talk about talking about some of the benefits of interacting with animals. But first, we have a rating. We do. So this is from the U.S. on uh, September 19th from MB, who says, I love this podcast. And uh, excuse me, I'm thinking M because it's EM is probably short for Emily Emily, or Emma Emma or something. So (laughs) she says, uh, and if it's not, I apologize. Uh, She says, I love the vibe of this podcast. I'm not totally vegetarian, but I'm trying to reduce the amount of meat I eat because I find factory farming practices deplorable. This show gives me so many ideas for meals and motivation to stay away from meat. I'm so glad I randomly searched for vegetarian podcasts and found this show. That's awesome. And And I'm glad too. Yes. And thank you so much for taking the time to go out there and leave uh, leave us a rating that really helps because just like you people are searching for uh, different podcasts and when you type in vegetarian whenever you leave a rating that helps people find us as iTunes says mm-hmm. hey people are liking this so thank you so much for taking the time to do that the other thing I wanted to bring up is that if you are looking for even more support to head out to Facebook forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen and you will be hooked up with the Peas and, and carrots. What up, guys? <laughs> this is our closed Facebook group of over 700 mm-hmm. uh, members now. Yeah. And a uh, very supportive group can help you with some of that reducitarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so trying to reduce the meat. Some ideas for reducing the meat in your household. So a uh, very non-judgmental group. In fact, uh, we don't allow this as a no-bully zone, so uh, you will find a very welcome group of kids mm-hmm. sitting at this cool kids' table, as <laughs> I like to say. So, Yeah, no bully and no scam. <laughs> so if you are interested, MB, please head out there, and we'd love to have you as part of that group as well. Awesome. And uh, we also have a new patron today from our, our Patreon campaign. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a platform that we have recently started using. It's uh, a platform online that helps um, people support their favorite creators, whether it's artists or musicians or, in our case, podcasters. And so we have a a campaign. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can pledge to support us. And what that helps us with is to defray some of the costs of our podcasting. So our media hosting, our web hosting, um, you know, anything like that, that we need to to purchase on either a monthly or yearly basis. Yeah, we have uh, several now. And we we really appreciate it. I mean, as Larissa said, the the cost, or I'm sorry, the um, money that comes in through this goes directly to supporting the show. So these patrons are definitely responsible for keeping the lights on here. They're helping us to pay offset some of the expenses because people don't realize it does cost money to produce a podcast. And we've been doing this for 
three years now three yeah close to three and a half yeah over three years now right so so. really appreciate you patrons right so our newest patron is at the rutabaga rockstar level and all of our levels have names uh we've got carrot crusader broccoli badass rutabaga rockstar um uh super starfruit and shoot what's the last (laughs) one (laughs) Uh, oh awesome avocado yeah and awesome then, oh, the bee's knees. Right, the bee's knees. Right. So uh, K- uh, Katie Dunn is a rutabaga rock star. Uh, so thank you so much, Katie. I know Katie's been a long time. She's been listening to us for a long time, and she's interacted on Facebook and, and uh, on our website, I think, too. So thank you so much, Katie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and as Larissa said, you can you – can, uh, give to the show for as little as a dollar a month, which is a, we if you think about it, we do about four shows a month. So that's mm-hmm. a quarter – show right 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 and uh you know each level has a different little reward that comes with it katie yeah. will be receiving uh one of our uh, i get my veg on with vegetarians and stickers so thank you for that katie you guys are awesome all right all right let's move into the main topic i really 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 am excited about this topic because <laughs> i love animals I and if you've been listening to us for a while very much like mb we are animal lovers and she had mentioned about the deplorable uh conditions in the farming factory business and that's exactly or factory farming business right yeah <laughs> factory far- I, I knew when i said that that something didn't sound right about that factory farming business and uh that is a big reason why we became but actually it's the primary reason we mm-hmm. became vegetarians so uh because we just love animals we have four rescues mm-hmm. we have one dog and three cats mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits of pet ownership as if we didn't know. <laughs> All right. Well, so, you know, the title of this um, this uh, episode, Health Benefits of Pet Ownership, you know, we talk about pet ownership, but w- really what we'll be discussing kind of applies to interactions with animals in general. Because, you know, not everyone is in a position to to own a pet or have a pet. I, I kind of like... Or have I, a cow I, yeah. <laughs> in their living room. Yeah. And it, it's so funny. I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but I don't... I try not to say own a pet in our own an animal because I feel like... And I know this is maybe silly. It's just semantics. But I feel like, you know... We, I don't want to own them. Yeah. I want, yeah. you know, I want, we the, share they're part of life our with family. Them. Well, right. I, I think why that, I can see why that bothers you a little bit because it, for me, it, I think about why some of our pet laws are so lax. It's because mm-hmm. we see them as property. As property, right. And so I can definitely see that. I think it's just a habit though. And of course we, you know, yeah. if you use that term, we're not going to, no, nobody's going to no. jump all it's over just, you. It's but, just semantics. Yeah. And I, and I use it too. It's just something that, you know, when I, I, when I think of it, I try not to. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's just. Well, me. I say nobody. I mean, Larissa or, or me. Well, <laughs> not. I mean, I, I get it because I probably said right, it too. Right. But I totally get that. And I think that's why it bothers me, is you're absolutely right. I think yeah. about why our a lot of our mm-hmm. animal laws are so lax is mm-hmm. because we see them as property and not as living beings. Right. But uh, anyway, so back to what I was saying before I distracted myself. Um, you know, not everyone is in a position to have animals live with them but there are plenty of opportunities out there to interact with them and of course we're not talking about going to the zoo um neither vicky nor i uh support zoos you know just because of the captivity and the i i don't Mm -hmm. feel that that's necessarily the best thing um 
but there are other lots of other things farm sanctuaries animal sanctuaries uh you know rescues working with animals that way so there are plenty of of ways that if you don't have the opportunity to have an animal with you you can still interact all right so what are some of the health benefits for people who either have animals in their household or just like you said go out to interact at these sanctuaries, mm-hmm. rehab centers, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the number one I would have to say is that it boosts your mood. And yeah, uh, just kind of situationally, but actively in your brain, seeing, you know, if you come home and your dog is waiting for you and excited to see you and you know, it's been a hard day at work and you're just happy to be home, you see your pet and it actually releases endorphins into your brain. I can see that. Yeah. When I come in through through the back door or through the garage door mm-hmm. and Cosmo is sitting there with his tail wagging, mm-hmm. man, it doesn't matter what, I forget what happened that mm-hmm. day. <laughs> right. Because, you know, they're so excited to see you and it just makes you feel happy. I mean, it's, for me, seeing them when I get home, it's like, yeah, I know I'm home because they're there. And I think that that's one of the things that when we lost Molly, our, our dog, uh, back in um, April, April, uh, I think that was one of the, the hardest things. I think that's why we got Cosmo so quickly is because we both felt just like something was missing. I mean, we had the cats, you know, and of course we love the cats and I know they love us in their weird ways, <laughs> but it just, it's not the same. They don't come and greet us at the door and they're not, you know, if we have an itchy sighting every now and then, it's, yeah. I consider it a win. Yeah. She pretty much <laughs> lives under the bed. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, definitely when those endorphins are released in your brain, it creates a feeling of well-being and happiness. Yeah. And plus, we're social animals as Mm -hmm. well. Right. Yeah. So with particularly with dogs, Mm -hmm. they are very they have their pack and Mm -hmm. we can feel it with Cosmo. Right. It's like you said, the cats are just different different mm-hmm. in the sense they love you in their way and they'll come around when they want to come around but uh, cosmos pretty much follows yeah. us around yeah he treats us as part of his pack yeah and so you know that's a special connection that, that again can make you improve your mood make you feel happy all right another benefit is that it can actually or interacting with animals can actually help to relieve pain. And that goes back to what Larissa was saying about the endorphin release mm-hmm. in your brain. So when chemical this chemical is released in your brain, it can actually help you to relieve some to block some of those some pain, of receptors. pain receptors. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Um, the third thing is uh, that it reduces interacting with animals reduces stress levels. So petting an animal actually causes a reduction of stress-related brain activity in the hypothalamus part of your brain. And so it lowers the amount of the stress hormone cortisol that's released into your body. And when, of course, less cortisol is released, it calms down your stress levels. Yeah. Cortisol is also responsible for that belly fat. That yeah. Stress. <laughs> See all those commercials. <laughs> I will say I haven't noticed my stomach getting any flatter. But yeah. Come on, sure. Cosmo. <laughs> Help me out here, buddy. Um, and then uh, interacting with animals also can increase levels of a neurotransmitter called oxytocin, which helps to deal with stress as well. Nice. Right. All right, so kind of related to that, another benefit is that interacting with animals can help to lower blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe this. When I get home, like I said, if I sit on the couch, because the little guy is is, uh, happy to see me and he jumps up on the couch with me and uh, just lays across me and I'm petting him, I can really feel 
relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, the other thing is uh, just petting, of course, like you mentioned, but also laughter, smiling and snuggling are all really relaxing behaviors. I mean, it's hard to be tense when you're laughing, right? Oh, yeah. Or it's hard to be tense when you're snuggling. Uh, and all of these behaviors are really, I mean, it's hard not to do those when you're interacting with animals. Right. Right. I mean, they're silly, they're, they're sweet, they're funny, they're, and it's hard not to do those things. And, and so that causes he relaxation. He is hilarious. He's he definitely is. a Kramer. Definitely. And Cosmo <laughs> Kramer. All right. Uh, another benefit is that it can boost your immune 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 immune, <laughs> immune system. So some studies indicate that snuggling with a pet when you're sick can help to improve your immune system function. And I mean, just for the reasons we just talked about, if your stress level goes down, you mm-hmm. feel calmer. That allows your immune system to really kick in. Right. Right, definitely. And, you know, I've been suffering through allergies for the past few days and Cosmo's been right there with me. And, you know, I took a nap yesterday and he was on the bed with me the whole time. You know, he was with me when I went to sleep and then I woke up and he was right there. And it's just very comforting. Yeah, yeah, very comforting. Mm -hmm. Now, he started to to sleep with us. (laughs) And we had some debate about this. Yeah, we have a king size bed. And, uh, but he's a 55 pound dog right now and he's not done yet. He's, he's not even a year old yet. So we're talking about how to handle this, but I will say there is some comfort with him. He goes to the foot of the bed and it's just that he's very, (laughs) it's just that he's very big and, uh, you know, I want him to be comfortable too. And I don't want to accidentally kick him when I Uh roll over or anything, but he, um, he, it is very comforting having him there. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so another point to make about um, interacting with animals is that it can actually increase your self-confidence. And, you know, this is not something that you would actually maybe think of um, per se, but when pets show us affection, it really is evidence that somebody loves us unconditionally, right? Because, I mean, there's no condition. Cosmo doesn't say, I love you, but only if you give me cookies. You know, I mean, Cosmo just he loves us. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> just uh, but uh, uh, then, then we need therapy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, knowing that, that someone loves you, even if it's not a person, but that you get that love unconditionally from someone can really help to boost your self-confidence and make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. You know, this is one of those things where I think only, only people with, who live with animals can truly get, because Mm -hmm. when you look into the eyes of your furry housemate, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, you really can see that there's a soul in there. Oh, definitely. You know, and people, I don't, I, I think if you don't see that, then you're not looking hard enough because mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that's unconditional love. Right. Absolutely. There's no strings attached with that. No. Except maybe cookies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but I dare say Cosmo would love us even if we didn't I have know. cookies. I know he would. I'm just uh, joking. <laughs> but, uh, but he loves his cookies. He does love his cookies. Uh, so, you know, and the another thing is that it's okay to be yourself around animals. So you don't have to pretend to be something. There's no pressure. There's no social pressure to to try to fit in or to, you know, be something you're not. I mean, you you just be who you are and animals don't care. Yeah. You know what else is cool is that if you're somebody who's really shy, animals can be a really good icebreaker because mm-hmm. 
who when, when you even when you go walking across well you're not shy but even no. when you go walking <laughs> around the the neighborhood mm-hmm. people stop to want to pet cosmo right yeah, right or we go to parks and stuff people look and it's a really nice way to even engage with other people i'm right. shy oh right. yeah i'm shy. i'm more introverted mm-hmm. right but you know and i mean even if you you're in a place where you don't have your pet with you um you just t- just asking someone or if someone asks you do you have a pet you know or do you have pets or, or that can be a great way because it's a lot easier to talk about your pets than it is to talk about yourself sometimes for most people yeah not, not all people but mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that's that's a really good that's another really good um way that it can help with self-confidence um, so, you know, all these things that we talked about, these are the theories behind therapy animals. And I'm sure most people know, you know, the concept of therapy animals. And it's not, and I say animals because it's not just dogs. I mean, most people think of therapy dogs, but they're also therapy cats. Um, I've seen other animals too, you know, go and be taken to, to hospitals, nursing homes. Isn't it? amazing how you see people's faces light up as well yeah it really when the pets come in the room it really is you know so these animals are specially trained to behave you know in certain ways around people in nursing homes and hospitals those environments can be incredibly stressful and they often involve pain and depression and uh, not just for patients, but also for family members and even caregivers, you know, nurses and doctors who work in these situations day in and day out. And bringing in therapy animals has, has been shown to have amazing effects on everyone, mm-hmm. you know, everyone who they come in contact with. Well, and like you said, it's so hard to be to feel anything but happiness when you mm-hmm. see them to, mm-hmm. and you smile you know mm-hmm. your body changes when you see them right right and you know to have like a nice soft warm fuzzy dog or cat jump up on the bed with you when you normally don't even maybe can't even get out of bed and you don't get to go outside and and or anything like that that can just re- really be a mood lifter Right. Now, there are even groups that take dogs and cats to libraries and schools to be reading buddies for children. So the pets sit quietly while the children practice by reading out loud to the animals. That is so cool because I know there are some children, I used to love to read out loud in school, but there's some children that really struggle with that. And I think going back to what you were saying, it it can very much help them to build self-confidence and then to also uh, learn I mean, they're reading, right? Mm-hmm. So they're learning as they're reading. Right. And again, it's what we kind of want, what we went back to is that you can be yourself. I mean, there's no pressure to, the animals aren't going to correct you if you pronounce a word wrong or if you are reading too slowly or something, they're not going to correct you. They're just listening. You know, it's a whole different dynamic. And, you know, the way I first found out about the the reading buddies type programs is uh, my friend Karen Davis and she has uh, little chihuahuas and she had one of her chihuahuas is Trini and she's got uh, tiny Trini tails and she takes she works with a group she lives in California and works with a group out there and and also here because she has a property here uh, outside of San Antonio and so she works with local libraries to take Trini with other pets to have those reading and Trini is uh she always has little dresses. Uh, Karen, Trini has her own tailor. 
So <laughs> Trini has her own dresses with little tutus and little, you know, sundresses. And she's just the most adorable thing you've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. But the kids, I mean, it's amazing the response that the kids have. So we talked a lot about cats and dogs because those are obviously the most common types of pets that we have. But, uh, you know, as Larissa was saying earlier in this episode, that this can be going out to a rehabilitation mm-hmm. sanctuary type place for uh, for the same types of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's really cool because these animals don't get that interaction as much as the cats or dogs. That's true. And it, it would, it's really good for them. It can help them in their recovery, whatever they're dealing with. Right. And, it, you know, if you like a certain type of animal, like if you're a reptile person, uh, you'd find a sanctuary that has reptiles and, you know, go volunteer or see if they need someone just to come in and... Because even just being around, so you might yeah. think, well, a snake doesn't necessarily yeah. want to be pet, but it's not necessarily about that. It's being around mm-hmm. them, and mm-hmm. and and they, I think, they know that mm-hmm. they're being taken care of. Right. They're right. not under threat when they're right. in those types of uh, environments and they're being helped along. So right. no. I think it is definitely a win-win. I definitely agree. All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. Let's do it. Okay, so this recipe this week was suggested in our Peas and Carrots Facebook group by Tara Ann Sparling, and it is one that you will really like, and I will have to actually try it for you. Uh, Well, for me too, I would like it too. It's one pan Mexican quinoa. Yum. And yeah, I looked at the, when I was going through this, I read through the ingredients and it's... You had me in Mexican. Right. (laughs) I figured I would. It's uh, quinoa and uh, fire roasted tomatoes and bell peppers and onions and black beans and corn. So, and it's all cooks, it all cooks in one skillet, even the quinoa. Hmm. It just with vegetable broth and then you cook it all together. So we'll definitely have to try that. Awesome. But thank you, Tara. Thanks. All right, let's move into the quote of the week. The quote this week comes from George Eliot, who said, Animals are such agreeable friends. They ask no questions. They pass no criticisms. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Although Jake looks a little judgy at me sometimes. Yeah, that's, he does. But you know, he's a cat, so. <laughs> he looks at me and then looks at you and looks at you like, why are you with this one? <laughs> <laughs> no, he loves you. All right. Uh, the question this week. All right. Well, actually, it's it's more this week. It's more of a uh, request, I guess. Uh, share share with us your favorite story about your pets or other animals you have known if you don't have pets right or now. Picks. Or pics. Even or if pictures, you don't, right? a picture can tell a million stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, you can leave a comment on the show notes for this page, uh, for, this, for this page, for this episode. It's uh, www.vegetarianzen.com forward slash 173. Uh, or you can go and leave a comment on our Facebook page or in the Peas and Carrots. All right. Earlier in the episode, we talked about supporting the show through Patreon, but another way that you can support the show is by visiting our favorite products page on our website at vegetarianzen.com. If you, there's a tab, there are tabs across the top, and if you see, if you click on the uh, favorite products tab, that will take you to some of our favorite products from our Amazon store. Now, this is an affiliate 
there are affiliate links there, which means if you buy anything through Amazon using one of these links, Amazon will give us a couple of bucks back, but at no extra charge to you. So there is not one penny increase in the cost to you, but Amazon will give us a couple of bucks. And that's another way that you can help to support the show. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, one of the books that mm-hmm. is in our favorite products in our Amazon store. And Rosie, you want to talk a little bit about that? I do. Uh, this is a book that it's, it's related to this topic that we talked about today. And when when I first heard about this place, it's a sanctuary, I I bought the book and I I think I read it within like two days. I mean, I couldn't put it down. It was such a good story. The The sanctuary is The Gentle Barn out in California. And now they also have a second gentle barn that they've opened in Tennessee. Oh, wow. That's since, awesome. Right. Since I, since I first heard about them a couple of years ago. Uh, but Ellie Lax is the founder, L-A-K-S. And uh, she's the founder of the gentle barn. And she and her husband have, you know, really created this wonderful, wonderful sanctuary for just all kinds of animals, farm animals, any, any animal. And uh, she wrote a book and it's called My Gentle Barn. And like I said, I read through this book in like two days. I couldn't put it down. But, you know, she she has a, a tough story when she was a child. She had a really tough childhood. But her love of animals started when she was so young. And it's what got her through so many of the bad things that happened to her. And um, just to see everything that she's done with that is just amazing. So it is in our Amazon store. I'll put a link to the book, My Gentle Barn by Ellie Lax in the show notes. I'll put the direct link, but you can also get, get it through our that favorite products tab. Yeah, so buying that book, you'd support The Gentle Barn, you support mm-hmm. Vegetarian Zen, and you get to read an awesome book. That yes. is a total win. Yep. <laughs> All right, I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.